host, Sean McCann. Greetings, and welcome to Wake the Dead. Today we have a special guest, Chance Garten, and he's here from the Innerverse podcast, which he's been producing for over five years now. He is a aura mechanic with sound healing, and he's a visual artist, versatile in many ways. He can ex explain to us uh, his medium and how he likes to express his art. And uh, welcome, Chance. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me here, Sean. And got to shout out Matt Landman. Yeah. He is a great connector. He's been helping me uh, get with all kinds of awesome people. So always appreciate him. Whenever he introduces me to somebody, there's always some great sync that comes That's from that. I, I agree. And I, you know, I think we're both blessed to be friends of Matt Landman. I'm so thankful that I've met him. And it's, you know, it, like things are, as, as we, uh, you know, just be ourselves and we express our, our greatness to each other, like the, the world's open up, you know, and like, he knows that you're good. He knows I'm good. He says, Hey, you guys should talk. And I think that's a great thing. And I thank you, Matt, uh, if you're listening, this is, uh, you know, this is all because of you, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your, your art. You, uh, you've been doing art for how long? Well, you know, you could say since I was a kid, but there was a big gap where I let myself believe I wasn't creative anymore. I think a lot of us do that. And I mm -hmm. had I had a big breakthrough experience. Uh, won't lie, there were psychedelics involved where all of a sudden it just like downloaded back into my brain, I think around the age of 23, 22, mm -hmm. that, oh yeah, I used to draw all the time when I was a kid. I used to make pictures. I used to really get into that. and. Yeah. When that hit me, all like a ton of bricks, I sort of frantically started trying to get myself back into creating. And uh, it, it occurred to me that the emptiness that I was feeling in my early 20s <laughs> after getting through college and doing the university hoops that everybody wanted me to do, right. that the void within was really helped and filled with creating. It didn't yes. matter even just to, I needed to create something. It didn't matter what. So I started out with like really, I mean, in my opinion, quite juvenile, like using Sharpies, attempting to just express things that I found to be cool. But mm -hmm. over time that evolved and now I've got like a really intense process, still using markers, but like maybe more professional artist right. grade markers. I kind of consider it to be like a Where's Waldo style <laughs> where I just jam in so much stuff yeah. into one image that you could look at it for ages to try to find everything actually one of the recent ones i completed i put waldo in there <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great so i do that and sometimes i dabble in painting and i also i'm big into digital art because of the nice. show i've had to really sharp i haven't had to but one of the things i enjoy about the podcast is creating graphics for the cover art for yeah. backgrounds and so that then blossomed into video visuals where i make visualizers and I put that in with the, the end of a show with a song of choice for that week. And like, actually, I'm pretty excited about it because I, I sort of elevated to a 
a new point over the weekend on this big full moon that happened yesterday. I had on my on my YouTube and Rockfin channels, I did a full moon dance party. Oh, yeah. I spent hours putting together video graphics and did a very amateur, but I think it turned out good, like DJ mix of nice. I wasn't DJing live, but I made you a mixtape of put source. it together. Yeah, yeah. And I put the video, the uh, visuals with that. And I got I went live and a bunch of my people showed up and we had a dance party and it was super fun. And That's I acted great. real crazy. You can <laughs> see me beautiful. in the bottom left corner dancing like a madman with uh, <laughs> the fun graphics. It was super, super lit. Very That's psychedelic. Great. That's great that you could bring the good vibes through the computer to people, you know, like instead of being at a dance party doing like, you know, art or something like live uh, with music and stuff, you can bring, you can bring the DJ to them. You know, it's pretty good. I like that. And, uh, yeah. I love what you said. Bring the good vibes. That's my whole mission actually. And right. when I started the podcast five, six years ago, is it the end of 2015? Yep. My real goal at that time was to bring the magic that I found when I was visiting music festivals in my twenties back to the quote unquote real world and right. try to like translate the inspiration that we feel when we're connected to a bunch of creative people across yeah. a variety of mediums and we're gathered outside of the cities and we're in nature and we're just in flow and having so much fun expressing yeah. ourselves and witnessing each other that that was the goal. And I started out interviewing mostly artists and musicians and it was more of a Joe Rogan experience type thing with very loose, no format. Mm -hmm. and, but over time it evolved because I am, fascinated with metaphysics and then that became a fascination with the occult and then it turns out that spiritual work turns you to conspiracy <laughs> <It's> <laughs> an, if it's authentic spiritual examination of yourself you will right. bump into conspiracy and the inverse is true too authentic conspiracy research will lead you to spiritual development so right. and that's something that my friend michael tesserion says really well uh conspiracy work is spiritual so we right. can call it conspirituality. I don't know who made up that term, but I first heard it from Cheney from Project Cheney. And so I nice. totally own that label. I think that's great. <laughs> but since, uh, you know, 2020 happened, everything got real upside down and right. the emphasis had to go pretty deep onto conspiracy for a while. And I had to come out of the closet and just be like a full fledged uh, truther type podcast. Right. So to bring back the good vibes segment, I mean, I still think I inject some positive perspectives into even the conspiracy talks. I don't want to do any conversation where I don't have some kind of solution or uplift to bring right. to it. But I started a second show this year called Vibe Rant, like vibrant, but we yeah, vibe yeah. and we rant. It's right. a live show on Wednesday nights. And that's kind of more in the spirit of the original thing I did. But we also get audience participation and we have call-ins and people share memes or video clips and I put them on the screen. That's great. What night is that again? Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Central on my YouTube channel and Rockfin. And then I post the replays in other spots too, but and it's that's, really uh, worth catching live. You can even call inter in. Interverse is your YouTube channel. Is yeah, but you should probably it? go to my website to find it because Please, I'm significantly would... shadow banned on YouTube where you can type in Interverse oh, podcast right. and like the name of a guest specifically, and you yeah. will be scrolling for 30 minutes before right. you finally reach that video. Well, uh, please tell us your website here. Yeah, interversepodcast.com. That's just easy. like that. Yeah, that's easy. 
All right. I think if uh, you just Google the interverse, you'll still find that because I, <laughs> despite the other forms of shadow banning, I still have the SEO thing figured out for search results. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's good. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a fine line. You gotta, you gotta dance the technology to, so, and then, you know, you don't want to be the mole that gets whacked. You know, you want to be able to pop up and say your truth and then be able to disappear again before they fucking whack you down, you know? Yeah, I think um, the shadow banning is when you're really over the target where they won't straight up martyr you. Yeah. Because they don't want it to draw the attention. Right. <laughs> they yeah. want you to look a little sketchy to the rest of the truth community because you're not fully cut right. off from their channels. But I'm so shadow banned. Like it was a huge celebration to after five years reach 3,000 YouTube subscribers. Wow. Which I did this weekend, actually. That's great. Part of what I was celebrating. And that's great. Yeah, it's been an awesome year. I actually started with. I think I tripled the reach of the show this year. So that has a lot to do with cool apps like Telegram that give us a social media that isn't censored and isn't filled with all this advertising and corporate right. bullshit. And so we have a really raging community on Telegram for Interverse that is worth jumping into. I think and they find that by room. just searching Interverse on Telegram? Probably. And there's links to all that on the main. Links on that on your website? Yeah, everything's on there. That's good. That's great. So, um, so you've been able to, that's great. You've been able to build a community that um, trusts you and, and wants to hear more of you. That's really a beautiful thing. And um, Telegram you know, was I'm crucial for, for that you. because you got to have a, a place where people can land so right. that not only can they connect with you, but right. they can connect with each other right. on the things that you're about. So right. that was, was clutch. I just get such a kick out of seeing the convos, even when I don't have time to yeah. engage with the Telegram, to see my people all like getting along and Right. doing the good vibes thing yeah <laughs> yes, totally we're, we're i found that it. in i found that in discord chats too where there's like because people they they all gather to the one discord because they all agree on this thing you know probably the same with telegram like it's not like uh facebook where you just see random stuff from everything you know it's uh i started focused. on discord but telegram seemed to take off better I think yeah. maybe it's the simplicity of the functionality. Right. That I heard Discord is also um, doing more censorship of different. Oh yeah, they're deplatforming people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. As so. James Evan Pilato on Media Monarchy calls them, Dick Sword Dick is not Sword. To be trusted. Yeah, yeah, I listen to him every day. That's <laughs> hell great. yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for real, man. It's for real. He's so, hilarious. Yeah, taught that too, and it, that I he still helps all to keep jokes. the good vibes that he helps keep the good vibes like even on thursdays when he's like talking the, the deep nar nar as he calls it of nar, like, nar thursday yeah, yeah dude but he's still like you know he'll tell you about like dead babies and stuff but you're not going to cry about it you're gonna he's gonna like put it into context where you can actually kind of laugh like it's it's an art i think and that dude's really a, a real artist there for that so um so you're you're, you've been doing this podcast for five years um, and you've been doing painting and markers and you've been uh, like growing as a person. I guess this is like your growth process and now you've become who you are today. You're going to be better tomorrow probably. And, um, you know, that's great to see. And I'm glad to, that you're so uh, enthused by your journey. That's really a beautiful thing. And that just that in itself will keep the good vibes. You know, if people can, because it's it's tough out there, man. People are down on themselves, and the, you know, it's it's like dark clouds everywhere. 
you know and like everybody's trapped in these fucking terrible realms in their mind you know and who knows if they're if they're being attacked from other realms you know other entities or if it's just like the the uh the world around us the the satanists that are pushing all this evil shit into our heads every day with the tv and the news and the you know what i mean it's tough to like keep your spirits up above water you know without getting dragged down into the mire it's really yeah i call the age of pisces that we're coming out of or have have come out of the age of delusion or the deluge you know because the the flood of submerged yeah people's heads are completely underwater with right yeah they can't they can't even catch a breath so i'm here to definitely bring some fire and and dry out some water get some people breathing again (laughs) the thing is that all of what you just described is is two things that are actually the same thing is worldview poisoning and it's self-image like self-esteem poisoning right but that's actually the same thing because when you like really go the deepest you can into yourself in the innerverse if you will Mm -hmm. you recognize or you will realize the inner outer world reflection that all is actually self in the sense that the i am is the same in every being that exists across the realm and in any dimension that there's only one life force energy and that what's multiple is the vessels that carry it and there's a lot of variety of vessels to carry the life force energy but that actual life force itself is self-existent self-evident eternal no beginning no end this is the supreme being this is the verb that is the creator or the creative intelligence of the cosmos and that very same essence is that divine spark is in us so the key is to become a vessel that holds it in a shape where it expresses itself in a coherent manner instead of in a distorted manner so yeah uh, getting coherent very well said thank you and the way that and the the attack on us is a way is they all they they're trying the satanists again are trying to uh like distort the lens that that light comes through so that we are fucked up when we try to express that light like we can't express it properly because we've been so devolved and destroyed by the constant attack you know like um the hospital birth like like right at the beginning of life they they attack us on all levels um and then later in life you get mom and dad to do it education exactly right and then i've talked about that in my circumcision episodes where if if they can convince the mother and father to go against their their instincts of their maternal and paternal instincts and just give the baby up and they know what's happening you know and it's a blood ritual and you know the the authority wants the baby gotta give it away like what are you gonna do like if they can get that in a slave then they're totally owned you know it's a proof positive that they're totally owned um and then they can do whatever but it's like it's like uh it's an initiation for them to like that way the priest knows that they can trust them because the programming that was given to them by the owners was effective and they know it works like if if the person holds on to their natural instinct of protect and love then 
they're like oh shit we you know we lost these people they're not you know in the cult in the cult you know yeah, and they'll leave you alone because of Hopefully. a lot of reasons but first of all they're really right. interested in the low-hanging fruit and second right. of all it's uh, like any, all predators yeah and the predators have to respect the laws of nature so that's true con consent is the first and foremost law of nature or free right. freedom is actually free a better will. way to put it right free will is inviolate yeah. it cannot be right. it cannot be violated so they always have to farm you for your consent and right. the fact is whenever you null contract even just internally with a lot of these forces and energies then all of a sudden you're like a you know in legend of zelda the mirror shield <laughs> it just bounces <laughs> back on on them whatever whatever right. external attack comes in but we got to get our vessel into integrity for that mm. to really work because mm. otherwise you're inviting them in all the time and it doesn't matter if like over here you maybe right. you block this but you let the vampire in it's puncturing you it's all right. about like human there's, beings right there's now are in so a many levels that, too there's like it attacked they go ahead i'm sorry Oh, you're, yeah, human beings are just in a state right now and have been for a while that we are extremely uh, leaky with psychic energy, but mm -hmm. like it comes in and it goes out of us in a very uncontrolled, uncontrolled way. So right. we've been uh, cultivated to do it like that, though. You know yes. what I mean? Like the Native Americans and stuff had powers that could control that shit. And then like you know the europeans the uh, the british monarchy came and stomped all that out and they fucking destroyed all of the shamans and like um all of the 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 natural like the knowledge of of self that we have that's given to us like the shaman is the teacher of the other realm so that the members of society can know themselves you know as humans and if you destroy that and you deracinate people from their natural state and then then you can like tell them there's they don't even have a gender and they're like oh really uh, i guess whatever you know they i mean they're if they have nothing to stand on then they're total slaves you can just you know play with them mockery and just you know there were toys to them when we're at that state of stupidity slavery you know deracinate is a new word for me oh it means to like tear you away from your roots i like that i i'm a word guy so oh yeah look into that word more very yeah interesting. yeah it's i mean like like our roots is our power you know what i mean and when we're torn away we just fly away in the wind you know what i mean we got we're just helpless so like the family is our roots and our our like you know our our family line you know and like the culture that we come from like if they can destroy that and tear that all away like what mao did with you know the um you know killing anything that's old like destroying anything that's old like that was the at uh, the attack on our roots and like our power you know it's taking away our power like if we if we don't build on our roots then we won't um then we, we won't have any power at all i guess it's tough for me to explain but i think you get the no I, I get you so where i'm at at least in the journey i've been on is that i don't dispute that there's like these attacks from the outside but the key for me is that all of that shit is an offer 
Oh, right. They're offering, like, would you like to be attacked by us? Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. You take the offer, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go on that ride of like mm -hmm. boogeyman, scary, hurting me, all their fault. But right. when you just take radical responsibility for where you're at, including the attacks that you've allowed to happen up to that point, it changes everything. Right. It redirects the whole flow of the situation because you may not elevate yourself to a new level of health and strength instantaneously, but mentally you have already flipped the switch that will take you in the direction that you wanted to go. Sovereignty, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's an important thing. And I've spoken to uh, previous guests about uh, demons, if you will, and the way that they attack. And um, we spoke about how schizophrenics are most likely tortured by these these spirits and um it they, it's it, the way that they operate is they give you a suggestion it's like in your mind you can choose to be to feel bad and that's what they feed on they want that energy of your sorrow and your despair and shit like that's the fuel for them so they give you this suggestion that you know you're not good enough and they don't love you and you should hurt yourself and like those kind of thoughts that aren't really your thoughts and these people get tortured by this and but then like we also talked about uh, well we don't need to go into that but basically the way that i mean it is uh, i would like to go into that because i think i could shed a bunch of light on it please let's okay well sure uh what what made what are you thinking right now uh after what well, you're talking saying. about you're talking about demons schizophrenia right there's <laughs> someone sure. i like to listen to made a really interesting point uh yesterday seven bomar he said that when you call things demons it's like calling all black people the n-word it's like <laughs> you're, you're describing a type of being that there's a bunch of them and there's like some that are one way and some that are another way right we're just talking about basically well i was talking about the ones that were parasiting off of us yeah so yeah those yeah, we could probably, probably i'm not them. disputing that that exists okay. and even <laughs> to like get into the etymology of why we call it a demon that's uh divided you know whenever you like put the de in front of something it's the opposite of that the undoing of that or the dividing of that the cutting it in half so mm. the demon is the d divided man daimon and oh. It's not always a bad thing. There's like some aspects of the diamond that could be a spiritual guide, you know, a guard, a guardian, or some people conceptualize it as the one holding the controller, playing the video game that you are the right. character for. If you like want to look at it that you're way. You're a holy guardian angel. Right? Yeah. And see, I don't make that distinction. I mean, you don't myself. have to be like Christian just, or whatever. I go in with, with the, the idea. Like, yeah. I, I go in with the idea that we have a higher self. Yes. And that's like a more total Verge, a more total aspect of ourself or supreme right. being your true will the, right your true will comes down through that like is that is that what you're trying to say yeah yeah supreme being would just be the unfiltered un right. uncorrupted version of self that exists right. before the soul and, you above that is animating the person living or like you know the flesh the soul yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so I might need some room 
to talk about this idea because there's a All lot right. of I'll try to of, I'll, I'll mute my mic. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot right. of aspects of this, right? So first of all, I got to begin by explaining further what I think are what we are in terms of a, of a system of a body and energy, a vessel. The so the vessel that we are holds life force energy that I already described is you could call it ether, you could call it electricity. There's really only one force of energy whenever you get to the root of it, and then it can take on forms of per variable based on the container that it's in or the uh, the type of plasma that it's moving as. And in our bodies, we have not only the electrical energy that animates the physical body, lets us move our fingers and toes and be strong physically, but there's the field around us, the what is called in spiritual traditions the aura, what the author Eileen de McCusick refers to as the biofield. And she's actually developed a really interesting theory called the biofield anatomy hypothesis, which isn't that far off from concepts like the Vedic chakras, but expanded into um, a type of like chart and system that you can look at and read. And so that I can know whenever I'm doing a session with a, a client, they come to me and they present with lower back pain and I can just instantly know that they are the type of person that lets other people kind of walk all over them and does everything for people without being able to say no very easily. And there's all these very, very specific links, and this is what makes it an anatomy of types of emotional problems or hardships or even physical pain spots or organ issues that directly correlate to mindsets and behavioral patterns or trauma from a certain time of your life. Now, when we do experience the traumas of life that we do not want to face or accept or integrate into our life story, or they're just too hard for us because we feel so threatened by the experience, even though it may be in the past, there's a part of ourself, you could call it the protective part of yourself, because there's many layers, we are like an right. onion. And this protective layer of self, its entire job is whenever it senses something that it thinks is too much for you to handle, it's going to hide that and sweeps it under the rug metaphorically. So that's, that's the function that happens with SRA victims with the splitting of their personality. It's like that's the function that's exploited by right SRA. Yes. yes. Okay. Ma massively. And right. when this is taken to the extreme, you actually will get the schizophrenic because these like, okay, think about, just think about Satanism, cults, corporations, militaries in general. This operates in the external world the exact same way as it operates in our field through compartmentalization. Compartmentalization is the block of flow of life force energy. And and that's that happens in hierarchy too, right? Um, yes, yes. And cy cybernetics, which is the buzzword of our time, right. it actually means the control and influence over living systems with artificial systems. And this is done through inserting feedback loops or inserting stimulus that creates a circular feedback loop. Just like every messed up cosmology or worldview or anything like religion that's uh, dogmatized, you have to create self-referential feedback loop of at the end of the day, it's like, because I said so. <laughs> That's the answer to why. There's like, and it, it always just comes back to like one point. And this is the entry point of the trauma or of the uh, the dogma. So in a healthy flow, the way nature is meant to operate 
on the big side of the fractal or in our field. It's all about what what I call uh, communication webs instead of feedback loops. Or okay. there's, a, I mean, I don't know if I always call it communication webs, but it's more of a web right. where every point actually is meant to connect to every other point. Like Indra's net, like that's there's a, jewels on the net. Yeah, that's kind of a good conceptualization, but it's even more interconnected than that. You know, because okay. even a web isn't the perfect description. But mm -hmm. I am envisioning how like say there's something that goes wrong with one of your organs and it sends the signal to 12 different parts of your body that all have something to do with detoxing that issue or healing that issue. Oh. So there's not really a circular loop. There's not a cybernetic control system that all has to be routed through CPU. Brain isn't the thing that runs everything in the body. Right. The body is a holistic intelligence. You could call it a network. And, right. and so there's a decentralized network when it's operating properly. It is a feedback loop mechanism when it's been influenced by cybernetic control methods. And so that's why like what's being set up for the people with their cow pokes and you know, their need for constant boosters and updates is that you only get health with this one mechanism, this one external injection, right. and that's yeah. what controls your health and keeps it going. Although obviously that's not, it's the opposite. It's yeah, a negative exactly. feedback loop. And that's what Satanists are going to use the opposite every time. Like, invert. Yeah. Invert right, life. Right, yeah. Right, exactly. Evil is live backwards. Exactly. Right. Yes. So whenever we have extreme trauma, this is natural to everybody to the point where we have to fully reject the experience. We actually create what you call an ego state within our field. And this is more rare, but it is something that can happen to the point where in the psychic realm, in the astral realm, you could call it on the mm -hmm. mental plane, yeah. which is the primary plane or the realm of imagination is what this realm is an emanation from like your body is in your mind, your mind is not in your body. And this is key to know in that on that plane, these ego states, it could be like you as an eight year old, whenever your dog got killed by another dog in front of you. And mm. so it caused you to forget everything about that version of yourself as an eight-year-old that you needed to forget so that you wouldn't constantly think about what happened to your dog right that you're scared of dogs now yeah. on the psychic plane this ego state is like a, a miniature copy of you from that age and it essentially loops and relives that exact experience eternally right. and because it is created from your psychic energy and it's now compartmentalized and split off from the rest of your energy field you now have like instead of a hundred percent you have 90% or whatever it would be. Oh, I see. And so this diminishes our capacity for selfhood. This diminishes our capacity to know who we truly are and what we're here to do. And there's more aspects of this, but I'm just specifically talking about to address the schizophrenia because this is what leads to schizophrenia. Many of these ego states created, some can become strong enough to actually attempt to take the wheel because right. of the body. And, and switch that's where the DID happens, the dissociative... Uh dissociative uh, identity disorder yeah, yeah mpd multiple personality whatever a good book about this is called soul-centered healing by dr tom zinser that's a really like i've definitely ex experienced and learned about this from a variety of sources but that's one of the better ones he was a hypnotherapist okay. for many years who actually started figuring out methods to talk to people's ego states and reintegrate them to their body, but it was very complicated. It required hypnotherapy and uh, difficult communication styles of like, you know, tapping or 
or finger wagging. Like you couldn't directly talk to it. You'd have to ask yes or no questions. Finger wagging, like, uh, like, like Danny the, the, from shining when he's <laughs> talking to, when he's talking to his, his split personality because he was put into trauma and he's like, Dude, I gotta watch like, The Shining. Everyone just says like you've you never seen it. Oh my god! I, it dude. comes up all. You have no idea how much it comes. So up. Danny, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the kid is like is traumatized, and he has a split personality named Tony that lives inside of him. And when he talks to Tony, he wags his finger. That makes. I mean, I never heard that before, and you just told me that, and it makes sense to me. Yeah, like, Zenzer would hypnotize people, and then because they're kind of like out of it in this state, he would ask the. You try to find the ego states inside of them or the, uh, you know, alter personalities, ego mm -hmm. states and alter personalities. There's a, there's a range to how extreme they can be. They can mm -hmm. be like little and not very influential. And like more a mood, a like mood swing type stuff. But... And to the, and then they can go from that to a full degree of like an alter personality. And so he, they, he would be talking to them. They'd be conked out. He'd ask their them questions and they would do like hold up one finger for yes or whole hand for no or or whatever yeah. things like mm -hmm. that and that was how he communicated and now in that process he also ran into what you would consider externals that were influencing the being and they had got into the person that were you know ride-alongs hitchhikers and that is interesting right. too but what what is important to know about this is that we have all the capability to protect ourselves from any of that or to integrate any of that stuff without needing to get complicated and you know talk to the alter personality or uh, right. know the name of the demon to stop it right. what this <laughs> it can, what this dude was doing was trying to learn all the aspects of it that's why he was doing all this stuff he, i mean yeah. maybe he was healing at the same time but he was interested in understanding the phenomenon so that's why yeah. all this okay yeah, he, so like, he had an interesting it, story. He even like there was a channeled entity that helped him understand it. And like his uh, receptionist, I believe, just out of the blue started channeling this entity named Gerard, who was able to give him specific information about his clients and how to deal with them. And yeah. like, you know, he'd be like, okay, Molly has an ego state of an eight year old. Just ask her about the red shoes and it'll bring that ego state to the stage and yeah, you can wow. like help it, her integrate it. So <laughs> that's interesting. And now like, what's yeah, to, whenever we have, like most people probably don't have significant splintering like that. It is more rare. So it's not like I want people to go looking inside to try to figure out where, where my alter personalities are. You probably don't have them, hmm. but it is Thankfully. possible to have. You can't, there may be inner demons of a sort going on. And I'll explain that because it all functions on this concept of compartmentalization and with why I think that it can be dealt with more simply without needing to go through all the, like, it's fun to get into the complexities of this, but that also is part of a mindset that addresses it from this phase of like, well, this is how I'm broken <laughs> and broken compartmentalized. Right. It's the same idea. And that now, feeds the negativity, which ends up harming you further and keeping you down in the hole of depression yeah it's creating also like especially when we talk about entities and attachments it's creating an entire uh story architecture of the world being a sort of dangerous place with all these things external that can get you and boogeyman right. and that's not really the case unless that's the story of life that you want to live and then yeah you'll have a lot of that but what i do with sound healing is I get tuning forks and we do this even remotely. So that's interesting. We can maybe talk about that too. Interesting. But I, I lay the person down on a table and 
I address aspects of their field within the six foot bubble space of their aura, roughly approximately six feet. And so I, I get out the forks, I start to sweep from the outer edge of their field with the, the fork struck, I'm hearing yep. the tone. I go from the outer edge of the field towards the body. And as I sweep through, there will be, you could call it snags. I hit pockets of distorted, compartmentalized, dissonant, simply put, dirty electricity. And that's an important element to this whole thing is dirty electricity, because that's the, that's really what the beings are that we consider to be the demonic and wow. the negative influences. It's, it's, interesting. It can be simplified down to dirty electricity, like kind of not unlike what comes off most of the tech and even the wires in our walls and shit like right. that. Right. So we, and we know what EMF, we both know Matt Lamb and we yes. know what EMF has going on. Now that all has solutions too. And those are other, that's another conversation topic, how to ground the ether in your space and, and bust the dissonant field and turn it into like, get it to harmonize. And it's very, it's a lot simpler than people would think. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know why we can't talk about the solutions, why we always have to talk about like, this is what we can is. talk about solutions, man. Here, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know okay, here we yeah, can. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, and we will, well, okay. depending on what we have time for. So to get back to, but to get back to working in someone's personal energy field, which is a bioelectric or bioplasma field and plasma, just so people understand, it's not like, you know, hot gas or something. Plasma, by the proper definition, is actually energy inflow. It is the like. flow of the energy itself. So yeah. it doesn't have, it's like if you understand reality to be this wave particle duality, plasma is energy that's on the wave side of this pendulum. So there's not particles per se, there's not a physical thing there, but there's this movement of energy and this pattern of how energy moves that that is what you would call plasma. So whenever I'm sweeping through their bubble space, if you will. I'm in interacting with the plasma and I'm even creating plasma off the fork because the vibrational energy is the same as light. Vibration and sound are light. It's all the same thing on different levels of the perception spectrum, hmm. whether you hear it or see it, it depends or feel it. It just depends on where it is on that spectrum. So that's like, lightning creates thunder, but it's the same thing. It's the same energy that happened. that gives us that experience of both the light, the flash and the sound. So with tuning forks, although what we perceive of it is just the sound coming off of the vibrating fork, or maybe we see the vibration too, that's actually emitting light as well. So this light is coming because these forks are constructed at a, in a, I use solfeggio and that's interesting. We can talk about solfeggio frequencies, maybe depending on what we have time for. And solfeggio tones are coherent and balanced frequencies that allow your body to self tune or you actually, it self tunes the ether of your body or the, the auric energy, the bioplasma. Only these words apply ether may be the simplest term for people. We have mm -hmm. ether that we contain ether in our auric field and in our bodies. And there's a most important thing about this ether bubble is the outer membrane of it, the sheath, the mm -hmm. etheric sheath that holds that energy. And this is where we allow vampires to puncture our field or 
other things, <laughs> puncture, you know, all the, the, the Satanists or the vampires, whatever you want to call them, they're all about puncturing. They're all about penetrating. Right. Yeah. But you have to allow it. And there's many dynamics psychologically that are common to humanity and have been for a while implanted in us from religion and government in terms of the mentality of being the savior for everybody else and sacrificing yourself for the collective right. that really Jesus, opened us up. The way up. that Jesus did. Well, the way that we have the story of Jesus dogma, dogmatically right, right, told right. to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant when I just said it in one sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, I got to be careful around that one because I'm totally with you that the way that Jesus is interpreted is so off. Like, oh, he allowed himself be. to be no, killed I, by the I crowd. Love the idea. So that's like, like the ultimate hero would be the one that self-sacrifices for the collective. Well, yeah. to put to like just really simply kibosh that idea, if everybody sacrificed themselves for the collective, then we're all dead. <laughs> There's no collective anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. good yeah, luck right. with that mindset. Exactly. But if we all come to the party with a full cup, then it's gonna be a good party. Right. And that's the key is to be a vessel with integrity that the more because this ether is source it is it is life force energy it is the self-existing self-perpetuating cosmos itself the creative intelligence of all reality is this light that we hold as a vessel and so whenever we get in integrity and sound healing helps with that and I'll, i can go more into depth about how this works but when we get ourselves into that coherence and we're not leaking psychic energy we're not feeding others our light we become basically like a lantern because right. the more of this energy we're holding, the more presence that we bring to any place or any person that we're at. And just by being there in our presence, radically ourself, others see themselves more clearly and they see where they're at more clearly. And we don't even have to do anything. Right. We don't have to give them anything. We don't have to feed them our right. selfhood. We don't have right. to self-sacrifice. Now, there may be gifts that we learn that we have to share, but the key to the gifts that we should be sharing is that your true gifts, your real reason for existing on the realm, those gifts are easy to give and you never run out. Right. And that's the key. And it's fun to, to do, to do. It's, it's fun, like, right. Fun, like the way it's so fun. Yeah. Like the way that an artist has to create, it's just part of you. Like you have to do it. Like, like you were saying, you're, you're sad when you, those years that you weren't making art, you know what I mean? It like, it affected you. And to be the light is to do the thing that, you know, like what you're here to do is what you are, you will be enjoying your bliss, you know, and then others will be able to, to feel the bliss as well. You know what I mean? You'll radiate that. I, I, I get what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the Sorry, best way to help the people around you is to just be live the best life that you can like right. be the best version of yourself you can yes. but how do you be a better version of yourself that's always been the mystery for people and the key is actually stop leaking stop leaking right. all this psychic energy because it becomes a two-way street if you have all these holes and you have a porous aura then not only can vampiric energies puncture in and take what they want out of you but you're also just like whatever you put into that you know container just falls out too so yeah. And uh, it, because it's in a shape of distortion and dissonance, then what's fallen out of you around everyone is all your shit. So, right. it, you know, it comes out psychologically and what you call projection and how you people that are really spun out, they see what they hate about themselves in everybody else. And they're constantly judging and blaming everyone when really mm -hmm. that's what you're like, what are you doing? And we right. get out of that by sealing up these holes in our field and 
it's not, it may be an instantaneous process, but I do know that uh, I, I think that it's mostly mental. Like right. the mind is actually what creates the field is, dynamic itself. And is if it we related to the mind, then it can turn around really fast. Is it related to confidence and uh, self, like your uh, self-confidence? Is that, does that help to heal these holes? Um, yeah, big it, time, you... but healing the holes will improve your self-esteem and knowing that self-esteem matters and retraining yourself, how you talk to yourself about yourself right. also is a big deal. Right. How do you, um, do you have any tips for maintaining the integrity of your auric field of the, of the, the lining wall so that they can't penetrate anymore? Are there, is there practices to, that we can do? There are a lot of things to it. There's visualizations that you can get into, like visualiz visualizations are cool to give yourself the, because this is all a mental plane that's projecting in an etheric pattern, right. right? So if you want to practice daily, or if you feel like you've been juiced by a vampire, practice the idea of creating like a, a electric bluish purple barrier shield around yourself. That can be helpful. You mm -hmm. also, though, have to just get serious about boundaries. Really, really okay. serious about boundaries because it's with other people and how you deal with them. Is that what you mean? With people, with jobs, with relationships, right. with with what? Right. Yeah, because guess what? When you, what you accept is what you get. It's that yeah, easy. It's that simple. True. And right. because the universe is actually uh, res always responding to your intention, when you set radical boundaries in self-love right. that are what you need and what's best for you. And that's your main consideration. The entire world around you will restructure itself to right. honor those boundaries and it will happen fast. Yeah. Like you yeah, won't even yeah, believe yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's great. Like at the point where I decided, where I decided my boundary is now that I'm not going to work doing jobs that I don't feel fulfilled in or that drain me. And even though I thought before I needed those jobs to make money, I said, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. And I'm going to start offering sound healing services to people as a way to compensate from not having those other jobs, because it's something I feel passionate about. I enjoy doing, right. it's good for me. And at that point, not only did clients just start showing up, but it was like a nonstop flow of clients where, yeah. because I set that boundary all of a sudden, like I close, I, I let right. go of what I was holding on to, And now my hands were open and something else can come into my yeah. hands. That's wonderful. That, and that is so like when you take the leap of faith, you can't fly till you take the leap of faith. Yeah. And when you are yeah. doing what you're here to do or what is best, most moral or good unseen forces for sure come to your aid in the form That's of right. other people or even inspiration. It's nonstop. That's right. That's right. I've always believed that the, you know, the, you just jump off and the universe will, the, will be there under your feet. Don't, you don't have to worry about it. And, um, like that synchronicity has to work like that. You, if you, if you're grinding against the, the powers of nature that are, that are bringing you one way and you're trying to do this thing that it's just, it's all swimming upstream. And, you, you know, if you let go, you'll find yourself on the shore of some place that you couldn't even imagine. And it's way better than you ever thought. And, you know, uh, the as as you said the universe does work with you and um 
and it seems to organize itself as long as you're is is love if love is 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 there at the helm of your directions and you're not like being guided by fear then that's then it will open up like that and the fear is what separates you from that um synchronicity i guess so what you just said is key that love has to be at the helm but we got to understand love you can only love one thing <laughs> and this is like a real difficult issue for human beings on the planet lately and for a while and here it is i'm just going to lay it out like it is self is truth is love is infinite is creator is god is all of those things so what i what i said first self is love that means the only type of love is self-love and that means that if you love yourself radically then you'll be able to express what we have erroneously called love towards other beings but what it'll come out as is care care right. is what you we really gauge how we feel about others by how well we care about them or care for them but if we want to have the throughput and the juice to actually care then we have to have given ourselves the juice so right. we have to love ourselves. that's the only kind of love that exists and when you do love yourself it's easy to care for others because self is the same in all being in right. all universe so you love yourself that means you love them too you love all of humanity but right. if you're just like you're down on you and you don't see yourself as supreme being and you think i'm obligated to love all these other people but you're not even getting the love self isn't getting the love right. well you're not giving them shit either you're giving them poison too because the self that they are is the same as the self that you are and if you're not giving self love then right good luck good luck then that's the grind that humanity's been on for a while and it's a really simple perspective flip right. needed but so the key there is that to go back to your question of how do we seal up the holes in a leaky aura in our psychic realm would right. be think of things electrically for sure i mean electric health is the, the buzzword electric universe electric health eileen McCusick's book i already mentioned electric body electric health is the name of it incredible primer on the whole subject with a lot of scientific uh, gravy in there too now she talks a lot about sound healing and metaphysical woo-woo stuff like chakras but it's all grounded in actual research about the electrical nature of biology so there's a cool passage near the end of that book with like 15 practices to increase your voltage and just go over a few of them a allow yourself enough sleep b literally get grounded like put your feet on the ground of the actual earth and eat healthy food that's not poisonous <laughs> it's really simple basic stuff right show yourself love and these are different things that like your rudder for life is simply did what i just do make me feel more stoked and more alive and more energetic and more aware or less and that's it it's a simple yes or no and you right. go towards what is fun and what gives you more excitement and energy and awareness right. and if you follow that pathway you're going to do great and you're going to show yourself love but the key first you have to open up the possibility that you that you are supreme being right. and that you do not just deserve love but literally the self that you are is love so whenever you deny yourself love you're denying that you even fucking exist because self is that it's all the same energy 
love is all that exists, like new age woo woo people will say, but they totally miss the point of self equals love. And that's the equation you have to balance before you're ever going to get anywhere in life that right. is beyond slavery to externals. Interesting. So that self love automatically increases the self confidence and the self esteem. And then you have more power to be in the world. And that then and then you're, you're expanding. Yeah, it just keeps going. And you're radiating it at that point. And then others are inspired. And you know, they see you and they're like, yeah. maybe I have permission to be the shit too. Yeah. And yeah. we can all be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that, dude. That's fucking fantastic. Thank you for doing that for us. So let's well, because um, so to get into the entity thing, let's wrap up, maybe not wrap up, but like make a few points about that. So sure. like entity attachment, demonic possession, infestation, schizophrenia, all of these right. ideas. Okay, so because this etheric energy or life force energy is electricity and electricity can be a balanced coherent frequency like what you call sofeggio or like clean <laughs> or it can mm -hmm. be dirty electricity you get um whenever you have these distortions in your energy field and compartmentalization you can look at that chi or that electricity as stagnant like water in a, a pond that's not going mm -hmm. anywhere and it just right. putrefies and gets nastier and nastier so life force energy takes on the the attributes are the shape of its container, just like water is the shape of the cup that it's in. And water is a good metaphor in this sense because of the way that it stagnates as well. So this being life force energy and light is conscious in itself. Like you, your level of consciousness is what you can feel and what you're aware of. That's all consciousness is, is feeling, perception, awareness. That means that a compartmentalized energy bubble or vortex or stagnant pond in your field somewhere is going to a take on the quality and shape of how it's shaped so that means if it's say off to the left of you to uh, off to the left and it's like five feet away and it is about the same level as your root chakra for example then that could come in in terms of what this entity that is now inside of your bubble field is like, it can come in as like something that threatens your security, uh, makes you feel unsafe at home, even can lead to the level of like, uh, actually external world situations where you live with somebody that's violent and scary, right? So not only does this demon in your field, which is just a divided part of self that's fragmented off from the rest of yourself, but it has its own consciousness and because it's not integrated to your total consciousness and to your central channel of circulating energy it has to be like its own little goblin in there it has to and it's whispering in your ear and it's telling yeah, you right. why you're not safe and now this isn't this has nothing to do with like actual external energy or etheric beings because that exists too because like i said the whole ether is conscious and so there's different shapes and containers that ether can can get into and even non-physical containers or patterns of etheric energy. And we call that gin. We call them they're the smokeless fire. Smokeless fire is just electricity. It's right. fire that, you know, it doesn't burn in the same way, but is right. still spirit or fire. It's ether. So that all exists too. And that's a whole different can of worms that we're <laughs> interacting with and trying to interface with and figure out well, who's the bad ones, what are the good ones, what's our role <laughs> with this? And <laughs> like wow. we opened the floodgate floodgates to them a long time ago. And for good or ill, that's the 
the journey we're on and it's influenced society massively. But in terms of getting right within yourself and whatever it feels like it's in you and that devil on your shoulder whispering shit in your ear, uh, that, (laughs) that is actually little pockets of, of compartmentalized, putrefied, like pungent, nasty energy that's in your field. And so we can smooth those tangles out with biofield tuning or, you know, tuning fork, our mechanic stuff, because uh, the way that life force energy works and, and frequencies work is that dissonant frequency patterns will adhere to coherent patterns if they are in proximity to each other. All you need as an example for this, what is frequency? It is uh, how many times something happens in a pattern, in a rhythm, right? right? So a metronome is a frequency. And I don't know if you've seen this before, but if you get a room full of metronomes and you start them all at different times, oh, and they come back, syncopate. Yeah, come they, back they, later, they sync right. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your body is this, your energy field, your body itself is a self-tuning instrument. So if you right. put the coherent tone in there, it, your body will adapt to that coherence. Yeah. It's it's thirsty for it. It wants it. I found that in drum circles where like one drum can take the lead and then all of the rest like kind of follow. Like it's, it's That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, uh, the biofield tuning and the sound healing can, can help, but also, uh, self-love in every way that you can are also ways to bolster your, your power, your, your own inner love that can be radiated out again. Yeah. And the trick about self-love is that sometimes what we hide from ourselves, we hide it well. The thing is, since it's like unconscious, that means we're literally not aware of it. And that's why it can help to have somebody come in and do the technician work with you, like what I do, because you might just not realize that there's still some stuck stagnant chi in that zone. Even if it's something that you've addressed before, if it's a major pattern, like a a recent client, (laughs) it's, I'm telling you, it's so weird. It sounds like the most unbelievable thing, but I'm sweeping the fork through his field and I just realized, oh, his dad had a violent divorce from his mom when he was a kid. And it was very angry and very violent and influenced him for the rest of his life. And I'm I'm still over here like, how do I say, how do I ask? Like, did, did this happen <laughs> after the session? And I just I actually like drew a tarot card just to be sure. And I got the emperor upside down and I was like, okay, okay, that's angry dad. I got it, I got wow. it. And yeah, so I use multiple tools just to like, Sometimes if I really need to double check myself, but it never really works out that way. Hmm. I And I don't know how you know, but it's like your ether reads their ether with the fork as the interface or something. And right. as I'm sweeping through the field in that spot, it pops into my head. And maybe partly because my unconscious has the awareness of the area of the field I'm at mm-hmm. relating to certain things uh, in the person's life and emotional history. Right. So that I just get the clue of when I hit that pocket of distortion, then like b- my body, the intelligence of my system right. is able to like intuitively then that. send the message to brain or to awareness of, okay, here's what it is. And so I'm just like, how do I know this? Why am I thinking this? But then I ask, and I ask, did this happen? Or is this something that you're like or whatever? And they say, yeah. And it's pretty much always dead on. It kind of freaks you out at first, but I've learned to just go with it. Trust it. Yeah. And so whenever we're able to get that external communication to help us see something about ourselves, then, and then now we see it, 
that it's on at that point. Like you can integrate that if you want. And then I, I'll follow up the sessions with divination using I Ching and tarot, and we'll go into a, a deep spread and look at how that particular oracle comes out for them. And because it's all about like, it doesn't matter what I do with somebody in the sound healing if after that they just go right back to the old pattern and mindset that they had before right they'll then it'll stay be as if we did nothing right the key it's like the mindset shift is the most important thing but you have to change the energy configuration in your field before the mindset shift can happen because right. this energy in your field is your mind it's where your your electrical bioplasma system is where memory is at it's where emotion exists it's everything about you and the body is the vessel for that so right you know yeah there's it's amazing this is the new <laughs> this is the new medicine i mean there'll be wow. other ways to do a similar thing you could even use your voice honestly if you were confident like that but the key is to know that we have this energetic anatomy and that that's actually the framework that the physical is built on not the other way around that your right. your body is literally in your mind not your mind in your body key key information right there that's beautiful. So they, uh, so when we're born, do we have the most of the undivided power that they can feed on? Is that why they attack the youth so much? Uh, maybe not the people, but the, I mean, I mean, I guess like a, a newborn baby, does that have the most loosh if you will for for the entities to to drain or are the entities are all particle parts of that self so the baby wouldn't have any any wouldn't have any demons attacking because demons are itself you know i guess it's a tr tricky question to yeah, answer yeah, but sorry i actually lately think the most key component to this whole question is uh the placenta okay so you when explain? you look at when you look at placenta next to like the conceptualizations of the tree of life, right? It looks like the tree of life. So yeah. this placenta has all the genetic information of you and mom and all the ancestral, you know, immunity information and right. and all the things that would be passed through physical medium or energetically. Because yeah. okay, a key thing to understand here about this wave particle duality that we exist in is that that duality is in our mind. And that actually matter is spiritual and spirit is material. There's not really a difference. This is just everything's energy. And that's why it, once you realize that the universe is all energy and frequency, that the only thing that you have control over at all is your own energy. And you start managing that, like I said, steering towards what gives you more energy right. and makes you feel more alive. And that's your only real compass or rudder that you need. So because our consciousness, if you will, this ether does take on the shape and identity of its container. And that would mean in my this is opinion, I guess, but hmm. in my opinion, then placenta actually has an identity, you could consider it your divine twin, actually, hmm. like, I think it's even encoded in the astrological story of the zodiac, because you have you have Taurus, which is like the mother is the Venus, it's where like things are born. And uh, you know, Aries brings the the seed of the the seed, if you will, right. actually. And then the next thing that comes in is Taurus, the mother, giving birth to the divine twins of Gemini. And the twins are then cut in two by the pincers of cancer. There's a cut. Right. 
And so in uh, the story of when baby is born, placenta is cut before it would naturally fall off. And right. this this twin of ours, it's literally our twin because it shares our DNA, DNA identically. Right. It's uh, in the maritime sense, maritime right. admiralty law sense, it's the vessel you came in on. Right. It's the boat you came in on. It's a it's a dish. It's a the whole and the holy plate sea, that you're serving on. Like the holy sea of the Catholic Church, they try to take those placentas. That's the second born that has no soul. They're and, hijacking your ship. They're pirates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And like the firstborn has the name and is the person, but the second born, that's what they attach the the fake name to with the the capital letters name for your your false identity they like you're already somehow, nailing it yeah you're yeah, seeing yeah. how this connects already right 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 yeah there's like a legal way that they that they connect the two and because there's no soul they can do what with it what they want and so it's really and it's weird like i we had our son at a, at a catholic um birthing center and i made sure to take the placenta home i was like no you can't have that thing and we we buried it on her parents' land, and it's like that's safe. the move, right? Right. Yeah. I think so, that's a better move, even than eating it. But I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm not saying don't eat it. Well, I maybe think that's maybe if I you mean, honor it, it's, that's Native, what matters. The Native Americans were would bury all it. mammals eat it. Actually, besides us, placentophagy yeah. is common to mammals. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, and the Scientologists eat it too. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> I, I mean, think the, I think the fucking Satanists uh, eat the placentas that they get right. delivered from the hospitals in the biological waste container. Probably. And so here, let me let me get into this a little more. Yeah, right. Please. So if if this placenta is your twin and it's a vessel for life force energy that has the exact same DNA as you, so there's a frequency syncopation between you and it. Right. And then what happens to it is like horrible, torturous, scary isolation and separation from mother and from its brother or sister. Then there's a memory echo imprint in that ether of the placenta that then is now out in the field of the larger reality. And that that thing has been traumatized just the same as what would happen to you if you were traumatized. And right. so there's this actually there's a becomes, right, right, right. So this spirit of this placenta actually becomes like the, has the option to become like the the devil on your shoulder in a sense because it's connected to you it's traumatized it does is lacking self-love or self-awareness and there's a concept in like for example there's a concept in the middle eastern uh, religions called the karen or the karen which is considered to be a type of jinn that basically watches everything that you do and reports it back to the demiurge and <laughs> and it's also giving you like whispering the bad things in your ear like you suck you should like you know smoke cigarettes or get right. really drunk or whatever the case may be now i this is personal theory i think this karen is the divine twin that has been corrupted and turned to the dark side by all the trauma that was done to it and the lack of awareness of our connection to it because mm -hmm. we are the bridge we can re we can rebridge ourselves back to the divine twin of the of the placenta or the spirit of our guardian or our ship and i honestly i honestly think this is uh, related to how we cr create the light vessel of the merkaba that first we need to know that we had the ship even though the placenta is going to fall off and expire or be buried and i think burying it is smart because it's connecting you to the land you're right. literally on the land instead of lost at sea right. 
uh, the energy of the of placenta, the ether that it held as a vessel, still exists, and it still has the the pattern of resonance of your DNA and of all the experiences that happened to it, and thus it's connected to you. And so, for everyone out there listening, if you have, you know, the inclination, maybe do some sort of ceremony of honoring and recognizing this divine twin of yours, and just set the intention while you know, now that we're talking about loving ourselves, since we are now intending to love ourselves, remember that this is a part of yourself that you didn't have the option at, at birth to decide to keep or to honor. So honor it now, recognize your connection to it now. And I believe that this can transform the energy of our twin from being the corrupted fallen state to being actually the angel on your shoulder, the, a spiritual guide, a divine messenger. And I, I get messages from a divine messenger all the time. Uh, that's, you know, maybe that's the spirit of my placenta. Maybe it's some other thing. Maybe it's what they call Hermes. But I, what is Hermes or Mercury rule? Rules Gemini, divine messenger. Right. Yeah. yeah so it's your divine twin. I think Mercury. that there's something, something very important to that. And whenever I examine uh, the, the classical tradition, of art and literature and scripture it's with this lens i see it everywhere right. i see it everywhere from the flying saucer which is a plate it's a disc it's a vessel to the the plate that they put john the baptist head on huh. who was jesus christ's twin right right at least in the occult and then and they the templars to... even worship the templars even worship john the baptist or uh, honor john the baptist over jesus oftentimes and related templar orgs and offshoots do right so i think that this symbolism is replete but you need the decoder ring to understand that it's referring to not just this there's the beauty of of the classical tradition and anagogical many levels of esoteric knowledge many levels yeah 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 but just think about how much is related to vessels and that we are vessels that actually the word classic or classical has so many meanings wrapped up in that one word classic art classic literature is also the canon literature the cnn <laughs> the canaan the canaanites right. like if you take the verbs out or the uh, the vowels out of words yeah, you, yeah. and then look it's... at other words that have those same consonants you will make connections that are real legit connections right so the classics also refers to classes of society like the noble class the noble class is also the naval class and the naval class refers to those born of a boat born of right. a vessel like the angelic sailors that descended upon the realm and then uh, bred with human women to create the nephilim bloodlines or the royal house bloodlines but the navel also refers to the right. belly button your the navel your connection right. to source right. and then not only that but the the uh classic refers to classes in Latin refers to different uh, styles of ships, vessels in naval military oh, right. Right, structure. Right. So there's just in that one word, you have art and literature that has encoded secret meanings. You have stratification classes of society. Hmm. You have the actual boats themselves and the vessels themselves. And you have the classified tradition or the classified secrets of the state. Right. Classified. Right. So that one word right there, we've got all the meanings that tell you everything. What's classified? What's classified is your connection, your naval connection to source, the, the boat you came in on, your ship, 
that is also your light ship because once it's no longer your physical divine twin it still exists in the ether in whatever they, form you left it in so you need to know like if you ever wonder how did i get here where's my ship how did i crash land on this planet you have a ship but you need to find it again right. and the thing is it never left you just you deserted it right do you think like so when they take the placenta and they use it for their cosmetics or whatever the fuck they do and they use it for cosmetics damn right <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. ridiculous Sorry, i mean well they it. do the same thing with foreskins i mean it's just disgusting like, it's ridiculous yeah yeah but, it's all about creating the persona the mask yeah oh yeah that too Shit. that's why they're so obsessed with putting people in masks right now it's right. just another level of the symbolism of right of covering up self from right. the world yeah and hiding self from self right and slaves wear masks and like and slaves wear masks right yeah <laughs> it's so ironic and all the many levels it's just just keep peeling the onion you know it's really it's great this is great so um i guess uh where have we we've kind of gone everywhere the uh, we didn't really get too much into hospital births besides placenta um do you have to much me that's to the say? most important thing about hospital births that hasn't been said much Right. Because I mean, like the information about what happens in hospital, horrific things is all there. Yeah. The people who can help you if you're going to be a parent to know how to stand in your rights and to create the agreements with the hospital before you go in or maybe even just find a midwife. What I think right now, right. the beauty of of the medical mafia falling apart is that <laughs> is that you have all the opportunity in the world for midwives to come back into the yeah. scene like, oh, you, you don't have a job right now. You need a right. job. We need people to help us birth humans into the world in a non-traumatized, non-divided yeah. way. And then who knows what will happen if we create a bunch of beings where their divine twin is already working properly as soon as they come on. Like, right. like your your kid, you buried placenta on the land. Like, yeah. Huge honoring process just and by it's, doing and that. And it's the family land. It's not going to be like exactly. sold off to somebody, you know. It's really, and it, you know. And that's the Native Americans would, would do that to protect the placenta and then if the placenta is undisturbed, then the child is undisturbed, you know, and if it, if the thing gets dug up and eaten by coyotes, then the kid is going to have this tortured life, you know? Um, so that's why I was thinking when the key is though, no matter what happened to your placenta, you're not screwed. It's like, everything can be healed with awareness, right? Nature is a self repairing system and you are nature, but mm. to repair nature needs to know what's broken. And that's what all the interference that we receive is so that we don't see ourselves clearly. Think about like, right. if you ever stub your toe really bad, it hurts like hell in what you, the natural reaction, maybe not natural, but the program reaction we have is to be like, oh no, no, ah, ah, and try to ignore the pain. But actually, if you just put your mind right on the pain, pain is information that's drawing your awareness to a thing that needs attention and attention is your spiritual currency or energy. Right. You're sending energy to, a part that needs healing whenever you focus in on the pain. So right. another way of saying that whatever the challenges are in your life, the obstacles are the course. You don't run the 200 meter dash by avoiding the hurdles. You go right. straight at the hurdles and jump over them. And that's how we should treat our life. But if we don't have the electrical integrity, if we don't honor selfhood, if we don't become pure vessels for the life force energy, then we don't have the throughput to get over the hurdle. Right. And we and just we'll be bang our face into the wall. Yeah. And then we become afraid of the hurdles and yeah. we avoid them and we try to sit still in stasis, but there's no stasis in nature. There's just stagnation or expansion. Those are right. your choices. Right.
because change is happening. Time is time is going. We can't just stay in one place. The like, book of changes is happening. And right. are you going to align with the Dow or are you going to fall apart at the seams? That's great. <laughs> I love that. So they can, uh, how can people find you for uh, having sessions? Like, do they, where, where are you located? Do they um, have to be locals or? Uh, I could do it with it... people locally, but there's not a lot of local people that listen to me on right. the internet, as far as I know. Right. I feel like they would hit me up if they did. Well, <laughs> where I... do you, I mean, do you, can these, can, uh, can our audience contact you if they wanted to have uh, healing sessions? Is that available Absolutely. on your podcast? Yeah. So if you go to my website, there's a contact right, right, form the in website. there. Uh, you can hit me up on Telegram, or you can just straight up email me, chance at interversepodcast.com. As of now, I haven't set up like a store uh, sure. for that because honestly, I have a I have hesitation to do that because if I set it up through Square or PayPal payments and I'm listing, then they're is, looking at you and they're like, hey, hey, uh, you can't do this. This is give us taxes, right? Or not just taxes. Like yeah. I've heard of healers straight up having PayPal and Square and payment systems like that revoke oh. access to it because they're like, this is risky business. But if people are just emailing me directly, we set up the session right. outside of that whole commerce personal thing. donations, personal donation yeah, for yeah. a gift of time. Yeah. Right, and then right. that exchange is totally different. And yes. also it means that if someone wants to do the session with me, they're motivated to seek out, you know, connecting with me and communicating with me to do it. And like, right. And then you help, have a because, real you know, connection. You want people to you don't be serious wanna... about this process. If yeah. if you just came in, and this is why you have to charge money for it. Like if someone right now, it's a, I, I asked for $150 for the hour, 15, hour and a half long session. And if that sounds like some people would be like, that's too much. That's because they're not ready to invest. But investing is part of what makes it work. Right. If you because have an energetic how investment much you care. in it, it means that yeah you means you're going to care a lot about making sure yeah. it was worth it and i don't want to half-ass this thing and i don't want people coming to me half-assed and i respect myself and my time and i know that that's what i need for right. the time and also if someone gives that much for the time then it's then what they receive they will be valuable to them yeah and if i just did it for free then the thing that would happen next is they'd be like that didn't work at all because it didn't mean anything to them so they have no reason to not just go back to the old pattern yeah that makes sense so we have to have that exchange at not, nature's about reciprocity mm -hmm. and it's worth it. Yeah, it's definitely worth yeah. it. I've got great testimonials that at least maybe I'll put those on the website someday. <laughs> the testimonials. That's great. That's great. That'd be wonderful. And I'd like to, I'd like to hear more about, uh, your, you know, your adventures and learning how to do the sound healing and like how you've grown in your, in your abilities. Uh, maybe we can have another show about that. Uh, I'd love to come back. This has been fun. Be interesting. Oh, great. That's great. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to say to our audience before you guys or anything that we that we missed uh, that you'd like that's within your 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 heart and you want to just say it out before we're done? It's a catchphrase of mine. All right. Listen, you can live your life this way. I want to put okay. it on a t-shirt someday. Nice. If it ain't a hell yes, it's a hell no. Oh. That's that's how you set your boundaries. Like try that. it try it it works i like that that's beautiful thank you so <laughs> much for your this has been like i mean this has been quite a quite an interesting conversation like every every sentence was like on fire and i'm glad that i was here listening to it thank you so much for gracing us with your presence 
And uh, thank you again, Matt Landman, for connecting us. Uh, Matt doesn't even know I do this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll send him the copy. I'll send him a file. Okay. That's good, yeah. So God bless you, man. And uh, please, people, visit innerversepodcast.com and see all of the uh, work that that uh, Chance here has to offer you. And, uh, you know, learn and explore and uh, send some emails and contact him and... Uh, I think that's great. I think everybody needs to, if, if you, if you have this uh, interest in this thing inside you and you feel the need, you want to go speak to these people, go there, go like the beauty of the internet is you can contact I'm a real us. person. Yeah. Can, you're a real you can person. Talk to me. That's right. So that's beautiful. I got one more plug I want to make too. Oh, please. Yeah. So there's a YouTube channel called weaving spiders. Welcome. And on Saturday nights and Wednesday nights, we get together symposium style conversations. Saturdays are the main show. And this is just like the total synchromistic magic that we really like when we're looking into metaphysical, conspiratorial, spiritual rabbit holes. Weaving Spiders Welcome, super awesome channel. Okay. I go on there as often as I can as one of the sort of recurring co-hosts. And on Wednesdays, we do a show called Flow State that is right after my vibe rant Wednesday night show mm -hmm. that flow state is all about creating. So we all like put our cameras on whatever we're drawing or sculpting or crafting. Oh, nice. And then we take turns reading from books or poems or just talking about okay. subjects that come up from the reading. Do you and guys? So it's about activating the left and right brain and balance by taking in the information and creating at the same time. And it's That's awesome. That's so beautiful. weaving spiders, welcome. They're a great channel. I want people to know about them too. And mm -hmm. Interverse Podcast, there's so much that you can dive into. I did 52 episodes this year. They're all two plus hours long. Wow. Really want people to check out. And a lot of my audience already has the last episode I did with David Whitehead about the cult of the medics, his new documentary series, getting to the roots of the medical gang mafia and how it actually goes way back into antiquity related to some of the darkest cults that humanity has ever generated. Right. Or maybe humanity didn't generate these cults back to the question of the gen. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, That's there's great. like a huge variety of information from all corners of possibility on That's my channel. Great. And I'm never been more excited about it. And I hope people do go dive in, especially the stuff. of I'm always most excited about the most recent month of content. So, like, get in there yeah. and check it out. That's great. Yeah, that's. I feel the same way with my own work. It's like, you know, it's it's. Uh, you're always so proud of your art, you know what I mean? And with your art show of Flow State, do you guys critique each other on the work? Do you help each other with your process? No, we you, just do our thing and then like- You just show it and then that's it. Because like, it's really like, I find the critique with other artists is very helpful for yourself. To, they see what you don't see. And they help you to accentuate what you want. You know I'm gonna tell them that on the Flow State that, hey, Let's be open to critiquing each other honestly, yeah, because I think yeah. that it's if a lot you, of like fluffy feel good stuff, but you right. know, like uh, healthy, healthy egos can accept constructive criticism yes. and give it. And I think that that is that's definitely crucial and missing. We need that. Yeah, that's how you grow. That's but also great. art, technically, there's like no wrong answers unless that's you true. didn't it's achieve subjective. what you wanted to right, achieve. Right. But if they know what you're trying to achieve, they can help you get there. Maybe if they're, you know, if they have their talents in their certain field of art that you haven't expressed so much and they can help 
it, like if they love and respect you, then whatever they say can't be bad. You know what I mean? They're trying to help you. So yeah, I don't know. I'll That's bring that great. up. Like I'd we've like only been in flow that. state for about a month and I imagine it will grow and evolve as it goes. Sometimes That's it just great. turns into like a weaving spiders episode and we just discuss the, <laughs> you know, whatever we're, our right. research is. It's like, we have this whole community of, I would call us researchers, synchromystics, whatever. And right. we align and give each other the cliff notes on the things we've been diving into and see oh, how nice. it all connects to each other. And all of us expand a lot faster because we have each other. So get on our right. telegram channels. Weaving spiders has a telegram interverse has a telegram. We even have a daily practice art group where we share our daily practice of art with the idea that even if you've only got time, 15, 20 minutes a day to get in there and make some progress on whatever you're creating, yeah. that that accumulates way faster yeah. than zero a day. Yeah. You'd be surprised where you can get with a little bit of effort, sustained burst, That's right. uh, you know, consistently. And it'll help you be proud of yourself for actually getting something done. Like, even though it was only 15 minutes, it's not nagging you in your head. Like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't really need to, you know, you yeah. got this idea that's just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do that, you know, but I'm too busy with these chores and I gotta go to work and like whatever. So yeah, it helps to get it out, like get it on paper, make the thing, do the thing, you know, be and the Thanks artist. for having me, man. This has been super fun. Oh, nice, man. I'm, I'm honored to have you and I'm very glad that you did. And um, thank you. You know, this is great. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking and uh, I'd like to hear more about what you're thinking about in the future. You know, we'll do this again sometime. It's always something fresh. Even when I cover topics I've talked about before, there's new info every time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Keep, keep grinding down the grinding that, that onion peels away and see if there's ever a center. Nope. It's <laughs> infinite, infinite yeah, layers. To be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Thank you so much for joining us on Wake the Dead. Much love. Awesome. Wake the Dead has its own line of fine art t-shirts. Fine art photographic prints you can wear. More designs are being added all the time. Available at storefrontier.com slash Octoritas Illusio. Here you will also find many classic designs like Gadsden's Sweet Leaf, Anarchy Pyramid, and 3%er Phoenix, made to engage people with constructive conversations. Help support Wake the Dead while buying creative art at the same time. Storefrontier.com slash Octoritas Illusio, spelled A-U-C-T-O-R-I-T-A-S-I-L-L-U-S-I-O. Thank you.